I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Well, there's just no way around it. You're listening to Glasses Guy. And I've been lawn tractor man, lifeguard, pilot, late night radio DJ, hunky husband, dad, and lots of names that I won't mention, but now, Glasses Guy. You see, some days you're the bird and some days you're the statue. And I was the statue today. You've probably heard about the guy who was walking down the street and he smacked right into a telephone pole because the prescription on his glasses expired. Well, today, something like that happened to me. That's how come today I became glasses guy. Because today was my glasses tipping point. The day I actually spent more time looking for them than I did wearing them. So there's no use faking it anymore. As of today, I'm going to have to wear glasses all the time. I've got them on now. Simple fact of the matter is I can't see any print smaller than an NFL linebacker anymore. All right, I I can hear some of you saying, oh, the booby, you know, because you've had to wear glasses all of your life. But look, this this is new to me. It's going to take some time for me to get used to it. See, for me... This is worse than the day that I found my first gray hair. Because you can just pluck that little sucker out, you know, and forget about it. Of course, you've got to be careful you don't go crazy with that because you could cause yourself to go prematurely bald. But, but from now on, the realization has sunk in that if the cops ever go looking for me and they do one of those facial composites that you see on television, you know, it'll have to include these small, frameless oblong glasses that I've got, and I hate that. So I said to myself, self, that's not really me, is it? I mean, glasses guy, that's not, let's do a reality check around here. So I did, and the check bounced. It's true that some people look good in glasses. My lady wonder wench is one of those people. Of course, she looks good without the glasses, too. When I first met her, she had pink plastic frames that said that little little tips at the edges had tiny rhinestones in them that, that set off her pretty blue eyes. It was nice. Steve Allen uh, was a guy that I used to admire. Steve Allen was the first host of The Tonight Show. And he had a pair of glasses with big black frames. And when he wanted to emphasize a point that he was making, he'd take his glasses off and he'd point them at you. Yeah, he'd pay his attention. I have a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses that I like to wear when I'm flying my little airplane. I think they make me look like I could really fly a 747 in an emergency. That's the small plane pilot's fantasy. The pilots in the airliner's cockpit both fall unconscious, and the panic-stricken flight attendant, who usually is a pretty blonde in a fantasy here, anyway, she gets on the the horn and and she asks, is there a pilot on board? And, And you get up and you stride purposely to the cockpit and you put on your Ray-Bans. You, you put on your Ray-Bans. It doesn't matter if it's midnight. You still put on your Ray-Bans, you know. And, 
and you sit down there in the in the left front seat and you buckle yourself in, you get on the PA system and you say, Don't worry, folks, there's a pilot on board, you know, and you and you, you bring that big plane down softly on the runway. And and Catherine Zeta Jones, who just happens to be aboard in first class, you know, you open the door, she rushes up to you and she gives you this big sloppy kiss. <laughs> Well, come on, everybody's entitled to a fantasy. Then I started thinking, well, you know, why couldn't this work around the other way? Instead of starting to have trouble seeing, why couldn't I start becoming hard to see? Maybe even becoming invisible. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, you know, you could lurk anywhere and and you could watch pretty ladies getting dressed or you could listen to what your friends are saying about you when they're driving home from your party or you could check out what the car sales manager is telling the salesman the the lowest price that he absolutely is really willing to go on a car that you want to buy you know and then i realized that the invisibility project has already started and it wasn't fun my weightlifter son and I were, were walking down the beach a while ago, and a group of young lovelies in bikinis were walking along towards us. And I, now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea. I'm very happy to go home to my lady wonder wench. But, you know, sometimes a little ego gets involved here, and you can't help yourself. And this was definitely a pull in the belly and stick out the chest moment. So, th- so that's what I did. And you know what? They didn't even see me. I was invisible. Me, the former chief lifeguard at Coney Island. All they saw was young Mr. Muscles walking along next to me. And then I started noticing that I wasn't getting noticed in supermarkets either, or restaurants, or any place, with one exception. There is still one way I can get noticed. I was on the radio for a long time, and I've done a lot of voiceovers for television commercials. So a lot of times... If I just say something, people will give me one of those, do do I know you kind of looks? You know that kind of look? Because the voice is familiar. But, of course, then they go back to ignoring me. I hate ignorance. But for that one moment, I still get noticed. See, it used to be that when Charles Atlas showed off his muscles, he flexed his biceps. Now, a six-pack of abs seems to be the price of admission to to hunk hood. And I'm thinking, I mean, how important are abs, really? I mean, except for keeping your intestines from falling in your lap, which is always handy, I guess. But, I mean, what do you do with abs? And I want you to know that I'm not questioning the importance of abs because I don't have any. I do have abs. Well, actually, I have an ab, one, which I found while I was in the shower the other night. It was wonderful. I looked at there it was. I ran right out of the shower and into the living room to show my lady wonder wench. And she said, that's wonderful, dear. <laughs> you know, if you're a husband, you, you, you've you heard that voice. It's, it's, that's the kind of voice that means as soon as you leave the room, I'm going to call our daughter Chris and giggle with her about this, you know. But as I recall... Superman didn't have any noticeable abs, and he could fly without an airplane. He didn't need Ray-Bans even. He just stuck his arms out in front, and he said, up, up, and away, you know. 
I, I always wondered, though, why he flew in that position. I mean, was it because he had to, or was it just to impress Lois Lane? I mean, how impressed would she have been if, if he had flown in, in a sitting position like an airline passenger would do, you know, reading a magazine and eating a bag of really tiny pretzels? And, of course, what did he do when he wanted to become Clark Kent, the exact opposite of Superman, a total wimp? What did Superman do? He disguised himself with the perfect disguise. He put his glasses on. He became glasses guy. Like me. Dicks to Tales. A bunch of totally unimportant stuff to stuff in one ear. So you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear. And you can nod off comfortably to sleep. With the amount of fuel in a jumbo jet, you could drive around the world three times in a car. Of course, you get very wet when you left the East Coast for Europe, I guess. A snake's ears are in its jaws, so don't spend too much time whispering quiet love poems to a rattler. And dirty snow melts quicker than clean snow. I'll bet you yellow snow melts quickest of all. Dicks to tails. They take your mind off your mind. You know, I have friends, and they always try to put a positive spin on this thing. You know, my my buddy Al is very heavily into conspiracy theories and plots, you know. And he says, look at it this way. Because you are obviously falling apart, in a hostage situation, you are likely to be released first. Ah, uh, Al can always trust him to come up with things like that. You know, what are buddies for? But Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, did manage to calm me down a little. Louie says, listen, you have trouble with your eyes because they're losing flexibility. They're getting rigid. Just don't let that happen to your attitudes. You don't have to really worry until you find yourself humming along to the elevator music. And he's right. So now, I'm glasses guy. Well... Into each life, a little rain must fall. Actually, the rain has, on at least one occasion, made me very happy. There's a story about that in the Love and Touch personal audio CD. It's called The Rain. The rain drops in smoky silver streaks. It pops umbrellas, waves windshield wipers. It hunches shoulders and squeezes up cheeks, painting jack-o'-lantern smiles on everybody's face. The rain splashes sparkling electric drops. It scatters crowds into doorways like billiard balls breaking for side pockets. It dissolves taxi cabs and polishes buildings. The rain ticks time against windows. It makes holy water and mixed drinks. It clogs salt shakers and streets delaying dinners. The rain came, flushing the bus fumes and factory smoke down the sewers, washing the air glittering bright. The rain came, filling lakes, rusting high-rise steel into dust, unwinding nerves and uncurling hair. The rain came, drowning out the city's tears and noise, growing quiet things in sidewalk cracks. And then you came out of the rain, 
Your face was all wet and laughing. You were running, almost dancing in the door. You were dropping dripping clothes like colored puddles all the way up the stairs behind you, flinging fragrance from your rain-washed hair. You came out of the rain, spinning into my big towel bathrobe like a laughing hurricane. Your heart was pounding from excitement and running, and you were slippery and shivering from the rain. Whirling around, wrapped in my bathrobe with me, tangling your toes in my hairy legs, rubbing against me to get warm. Rubbing together makes fire, even in the rain. We were rubbing fire in the rain, spinning a laughing hurricane in spurts and waves, like time and tide and love. We came together laughing and gasping, I love you. But even hurricanes come in sections with a place to rest in between. Just a few moments for gathering a second wind. So lie quiet now. Gather strength with me, satisfied and still. Feel us tangled together, drenched and grateful, like survivors tossed on the beach by a lucky wave. We've just a few moments for me to rest my fingers in the small hollows of your back. Just a few moments for us to watch the smoky silver streaks outside and breathe the glittering air. I can already feel storm warnings rising in me again. And the tiny hairs on your thighs are curling under my fingers. And your hips begin that slow and rhythmic sliding, counting the last few seconds, ticking against the window in the rain. Feminine fragrance of long, soft brown hair. That was a nice occasion. That's a story called The Rain. It's from the personal audio CD called Love and Touch. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the homepage. Glasses guy. That comes with getting older, I know, I know. Everybody wants to get younger. Actually, can you imagine the horror story if all of the adults in America suddenly turned into teenagers overnight? (laughs) Boy. Actually, people have started to say, hey, you look good, Dick. In fact, the older I get, it seems like the more people are saying that, hey, you look good, Dick. I, I, I suppose my handsomeness will probably peak the day before I die. Hey, you look good. Glasses guy. Clark Kent. Me. The former one-hand bra-strap champ. The the one-time king of under the boardwalk. Late-night radio voice would be glad to play Misty for the soft lady voice on the request line. All right. I know I'm not not aging gracefully, am I? In fact, I guess I am just kind of stumbling along. But as long as I can keep these feet going, I'm not going to stop stumbling. Because, hey, how else am I going to catch my lady wonder wench? She can move pretty fast. Just hope I can still see where I'm going with these damn glasses. Uh... 
Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.